they walked the talk and brought it back home, where it belongs. Pollard from long range. Flags are up. Halala, maboko boko. Halala. We celebrate you. Eight minutes past 12, you're listening to the Midday Report with Mandy Wiener, coming to you live from Oatambo International Airport at the arrivals terminal here, where a great big South African flag has been draped from the second floor down to the first. And uh, about uh, 40 minutes or so, we saw the Springboks coming in, lifting the William Webb Ellis, the World Cup trophy aloft. There's still such a atmosphere of jubilation here, even though the box of gone through into the press conference Uh, that's happening at the moment we'll take you there in a second but i can tell you that here there are still hundreds and hundreds of people who are dancing who are waving flags who are blowing they've gone down as the greatest rugby team like history here in paris well done boys hashtag stronger together And it's eight minutes after 12 o'clock. You're still on 702. We had a bit of a break there with Mandy Wiener. We will continue with the midday report. They're coming to you live from the OR Tambo International Airport where the uh, press conference is still taking place. And uh, Jacques Ninaba, the coach, is uh, giving uh, a bit of words uh, in a very shy way, as Mandy had already alluded to their demeanor together with Rassi, that these are humble people. They want to just do their jobs. They don't want to hog their limelight. They don't want to take the glory because they understand that it is teamwork. It is not an individual effort. And we go back to Mandy Wiener with that 9 after 12. Mandy? Thank you so much, Tabo. I know that there's a, a bit of a trouble with the line here because there are still so many people. Uh, but as I was describing, the box coming in earlier, Sia Kulisi lifting that trophy. And then he passed it back to Ibn Etzibit, who then raised it aloft and, and he passed it down the line. Uh, also to other players, Ches and Colby. Uh, I saw um, a number of the players taking out their phones to take videos and photographs of the massive crowd here, just recording the moments and how special it was that uh, once, hopefully more than once, for many of them, twice in a lifetime experience already. So they've all gone through uh, to a press conference that's happening here at the airport. And I'm sure you want to hear uh, what else Sia Kulisi has been saying. We know the Minister of Sports, Zizi Kodwa, has also been speaking there and some of the players. So let's have a listen in to that press conference and what's happening. And to Mrs. Sutu, to you and Box, um, we will be going after the Oh, Woodland Zone, how are you feeling? Good luck, Mr. 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 From moving from assistant coach to head coach, that is the that is the worst part of the job, is to tell players that that um, you are not selected. And and Marnie, Marnie is definitely, and I can't say it will be the next coach that will decide that. But I I believe he has the ability to be the future. If you think about how how, how excellent he was, I think him and Damien Willems has since. Since Andre got injured uh, in Adelaide, it's a long time ago now, it was 2022, I think, uh, third game in, in rugby championship. Uh, the next week we played, uh, we played Australia in Sydney. We haven't, we haven't won there in 27 years. And 
Damien Belimsen is the fly-off, and he led us, uh, uh, not that it's him alone, it's a team effort, but I mean, we, we for the first time in 27 years, uh, the late Ian McIntosh team last won the game there. Uh, they won in Sydney. So that's the, uh, and then from then on, obviously, we had a hiccup against Ireland and then against France with a red card. And, and from then on, yes, we're, b between Damien Willemsen and Marnie as, as fly-offs, they were, they were phenomenal. And, and uh, uh, the discussions that we had in the final of, of the, uh, they obviously lost out, not because they weren't good enough. They lost out because uh, we believed that a 7-1 split was the way to go to neutralize New Zealand. Uh, so whenever we make uh, do team selection, there's a lot of things we look at. We look at um, uh, GPS stats, we look at how, how much minutes they've played, we look at, uh, uh, for interest sake, uh, if you, uh, the, the semi-final, uh, the quarter-final against France, I mean, Aquibus uh, Reinach plays against the point often. Uh, if you look at the semi-final against England, uh, the, the, the scrum off that plays for, for England comes from Northampton Saints where Kubus applied his trade that, that he was a youngster in the academy so obviously Kubus knew him very well uh, and, and was almost his senior so there's a lot of factors that we calculate whenever we do a selection uh, uh, and the analysis we did on New Zealand we believe that a 7-1 was the way to go and unfortunately uh, they had to stay out but like I said they took it like, a, like men uh, and no egos, and yes, they were all broken. They should be, because uh, because it's such an honour to play, and they were good enough to play in the World Cup final, as was Andre Estreis and as was Kane Moody. If you think well, how, how they played against New Zealand the previous time, you've given New Zealand the biggest the biggest uh, 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 score margin in the history between South Africa and New Zealand, and Kane and Moody and Andre Estreisen was the, the, the 12 and the 13. Uh, so they also deserved, uh, I think that's the beauty of this squad, everybody was good enough uh, from a performance level uh, um, to play, but unfortunately that is the way we, we made decisions and, uh, and uh, the players, like we mentioned numerous times, the players were, were big enough to take it like that. Springbok coach Jacques Nienaba in the press conference there. He was asked the question firstly, how are you feeling? But then how did you take that decision to leave Marnie Lubok out at fly half? I think that was probably one of the biggest decisions that Jacques Nienaba and Rossi Erasmus had to make was going with Andre Pollard. And also the centre pairing as well, as you heard him explaining that. It's the toughest decision that a uh, Bok coach needs to make. Mawanda Mateza joining me. You were listening into that and Jacques Nienaba's explanation about why they chose to go uh, with Andre Pollard for um, for that fly half position. We know that he, he managed 14 out of 14 kicks uh, through the tournament, but that was a big talking point, wasn't it? Yeah, indeed. Good afternoon, my dear. Um, and I think one of the things that sticks out with Andre Pollard and Manny Lebok, especially for me, was in the semi-final when Manny Lebok was taken off, what, 30 minutes into the game. It's almost unheard of that you saw something like that happen. Uh, and the way that uh, Manny Lebok took it, he took it with so much grace and like Jacques Nienaba says, without any ego. Um, and it's almost as if, well not almost as if, it's definitely that everybody in the Springbok side, from the first person on the team sheet to the last person, from everybody in the support staff knows exactly what their role is in the team. And I have a sense, I've never been inside the Springbok camp, but I have a sense that there's complete honesty. And the fact that people's, uh, 
everything is just laid out bare as it is and you know why a certain decision was made and that's why it's so easy for the players especially to get on board with the decisions that uh, Rusty Rasmus and Coach Rocky Nava made. And you really get a sense as well of the succession planning within this team and you can see it in the way that the, the guys are celebrating. We've seen it in the photographs, yeah. we've seen it when they walked out here is even the, the, the guys who weren't playing in the tournament who, who were there as part of the squad but weren't playing are so much a part of this team. Caden uh, Rudy as an example is somebody who is mercurial, uh, he's such an enormous talent uh, and the decision to leave him out of course was concerning uh, for many people but then as Jacques says even uh, Amani Lubbock is the future so this this team has got a future. We could be back here in four years' time. I wouldn't put it past them at all. And you see, if, if you think about just some of the players who didn't make it to the World Cup spot, if I can just touch on them just briefly, you've got guys like Evan Roos or Aldrich Lowe who are big, big talents who have a really, really bright future ahead of them. And you don't... I think with uh, Duane Formelen quite possibly retiring, quite probably retiring, uh, that you've got somebody just as capable as he is uh, and somebody who will have, what, five, ten, ten years uh, with the box in the future as well. So the future looks very, very bright, and I'm confident that there will be uh, good things to come. And, you know, with a guy like Caden Moody as well, um, slotting him in at, what was it, 1920 uh, when he made his debut last year, it was a really, really big call, especially with other guys who were still around uh, and could have been given that chance. And credit to uh, Kenan Moody as well, because he's taken the chance with both hands. And one of the things as well which sticks out for my mind uh, is in the uh, press conference um, just after the game against France, the quarterfinal against France, uh, one of the things that was spoken about is how Kenan Moody and Andre Esterhazen did really well in imitating the French backline players. And that is what helped them to prepare uh, to neutralize their opposition in that quarterfinal. Mawande, this is our second World Cup win in a row, but it feels different to me. This this feels like a, a victory that is being more roundly celebrated, more broadly celebrated by the country. It feels more, more significant just being in uh, the airport here and seeing the reaction from the South African public. Does it feel like that to you? Yeah, it, it really does. Um, the one thing that... Uh uh, Rasi Rasmus did when he appointed Siakolisi as captain back in 2018 for my mind was make the Springboks more likeable and it brought the Springboks into a lot more households and I think you just caught the awareness back in 2019 like oh we've got a rugby team they did well and they have Siakolisi as their captain over the last four years there's been expectations on Springboks in every single game that they've played there's been bitter disappointments with some of those terrible losses and I count Australia as one of them last year there was a loss to uh, New Zealand at Ellis Park last year which shouldn't have been uh, and the emotions are always there and it's a much more inclusive side and also that we just have so much emotionally invested over the past four years with this team and not just at the World Cup. It definitely feels that way to, to me and I'd love to hear from you. Send us a WhatsApp voice note 072 702 Does this World Cup victory feel like it has uh, more, more gravitas in a way? It feels like it's being more widely celebrated by the country. I think a lot of that has to do with Sia Kolisi, the person, the leader, the character of the man. It has to do with Rassi Erasmus and Jacques Ninaba and the culture that they've embedded within this team. And it really feels like more people in South Africa uh, are aware of the team, that they understand this team, they understand the ethos, what they're trying to achieve, that it's about more than just rugby. And standing here in this arrivals terminal today, I can tell you, you can feel it. It is palpable. You can feel how this team has created something, something magical within the fabric of this nation. And it feels like people are celebrating more than just a rugby World Cup winner. 
They've gone down as the greatest rugby team. Make history here in Paris. Well done, boys. Hashtag Stronger Together. Good morning, team. Good morning, South Africa. Good morning to the world. And I say the gold is back where it belongs. They dug it out of Johannesburg, South Africa. It is back in Johannesburg, South Africa. It is. It was our gold anyway in the first place. We just borrowed it to them for a couple of years. It's back again. It's going to stay here forever and ever. They're not getting it back. Viva Mapogopogo, viva! No ma our president as niggas eh dejange fifteen December eh. I love guy. We are very disappointed, but I'm a pogo pogo. Big up. Thank you so much for those WhatsApp voice notes. The gold is back in South Africa, the William Webb Ellis Trophy. And it's so shiny when you see it being held aloft by Sia Khaleesi. And you see how shiny it is. It really does stick out. And uh, the gold, the gold is back. Uh, in South Africa. I love that. So it's 23 minutes past 12. We're coming to you live from Oatambo International Airport. The booker have been gone from the arrivals terminal for a good 40-50 minutes, but there is still such a buzz here. Somebody is holding up a, a huge canvas uh, on which uh, Sia Colisi's face has, the image of Sia Colisi has been painted. There are people who are still dancing. There's Guijo happening here. There are people. There's a guy on stilts. There's a guy on stilts walking around here. It's all happening. There's this group of ladies who are from a fitness club in fluorescent yellow shirts, and they have been dancing all morning. They must be the fittest ladies I have ever seen. Alpha Ramashwana, EWN reporter, has been out and about speaking to people all morning. You have interviewed all sorts of people. And, and, and that's the thing about this crowd here today is that they are so reflective of, of South Africa and stand very much for what the Booker have, have created here. What has the atmosphere been like? Good morning, man. It's definitely been an electrifying morning and afternoon here at the OR Tambo International Airport. And, you know, we've seen all South Africans from, you know, different corners of the province and from the country celebrating uh, the arrival and the win of the Springboks. You know, I've spoken to a number of people who are saying that seeing uh, the box walk into the airport terminal was an experience of a lifetime, Mandy. And we just saw the airport erupting in an electrifying mood as the Springboks walked into the terminal this afternoon. And the people you've been speaking from, have they bunked work? I spoke to a couple of people who were skiving off work and they just wanted to come. Lots of people pulled their kids out of school. I have to admit, I took my own son out of school and his friend today uh, to bring them to soak up the atmosphere. In fact, when I got here at 5 a.m. in the morning, um, I spoke to two young ladies who told me that their boss doesn't know that they're here and by nine o'clock they'd make sure that they are leaving back to work. So there's definitely a number of people who've skipped work today. Uh, I also spoke to a gentleman who said uh, he works here at the airport and he's had to leave his office to come here and take a video of the box as they arrive at the OR Tambo International Airport. So luckily our job you know, entails us to be here and we didn't have to skip work. Uh, as I was saying to Clement earlier, we really do get a front row seat to history. It's such a, a, pr- a privilege. And I was telling him that in 2010, EWN, and, and maybe if you're lucky, this will happen to you, but EWN sent me to Madrid uh, after Spain won the, the World Cup. So I was there when they won the World Cup, and I was there for the celebrations. Um, and for me, this feels, in a way, so much bigger than, than that. And that was a football World Cup, but it just feels 
like we have so much more to, to celebrate as well. Um, I want to just describe to you what's happening here quickly because everybody's running out of the terminal because that press conference has just ended. So I think we're starting to see uh, some of the Springbok players now emerging from that, that, that press conference which has just ended. So everybody is swarming from the arrivals terminal here where they were earlier and making their way from international arrivals towards the dom domestic arrivals terminal because the players are coming out again. There's a, a scramble. It's like from, from our vantage point at the moment, it looks like, um, like ants are, are rushing towards the, the domestic terminal because that's where the press conference has been taking place on, on that side. And I think we're going to start seeing uh, maybe some of the players coming out and a celebration with that trophy again. People cheering and celebrating. Everybody just wants to get a glimpse of one of the players. They want to be able to see the players. Most of them want to be able to see uh, Sia Kulisi. Alpha, and, and this just goes to show that you know, people are here. They're not going anywhere. They, they want to celebrate. Yeah, you know, I was, I was, I was telling uh, some of my colleagues that even if you go outside the building, there's hundreds of people who are standing in the cold of Johannesburg. As we do know, it's about 8 degrees Celsius outside. And they are here to support uh, 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 the Springboks, you know, as uh, they bring back the trophy home. And what's happening here right now, Mandy, uh, 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 you, you can just tell that people just want to take a look at just one player um, in the team. They just want to touch one player in the team. In fact, I saw Bongani Bonambi dancing in front of them earlier on and the airport just erupted. The people just want to see uh, 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 their players uh, engage with them, dance with them here today. It really just shows how charismatic this team is as well. Uh, just to describe the scene here, people are running. They are running uh, towards uh, where, where they are hoping to see some of the, the players coming out. Um, and they are holding up their, their phones. I'm trying to get a glimpse of, of who exactly is coming out, but I can hear the cheers because the players are emerging from uh, that press conference where uh, they've been speaking. We heard Sia Kolisi, the, the captain, speaking there. Uh, Zizi Kodwa, the Minister of Sports, also speaking a bit earlier on. Uh, a great big cheer has just gone up uh, again, uh, and I think that must be for uh, one of the players as the police are escorting them out. I'm struggling to see exactly who it may be. Uh, but this crowd has just swarmed around, uh, around the players and people rushing uh, towards the escalators towards the domestic terminal just to be able to to get a glimpse of uh, anyone and remember of course there is going to be a trophy tour so the trophy tour will be taking place uh, in Joburg and Pretoria later this week on Thursday it's happening uh, we'll bring you live coverage of that and anybody who hasn't been able to make it to the airport today will be able to get out to that trophy tour uh, through the streets of Pretoria and Johannesburg as well so you'll be able to see uh, see the players we remember four years ago that trophy tour was a massive success because people lined the streets of the capital and of Joburg. They're trying to get to areas that they didn't get to last time around. So they are going to the Eastern Cape as well as Cape Town to make sure that the whole of South Africa gets to see the trophy and gets to see the players because we know that the whole of South Africa is celebrating this World Cup victory, the second World Cup victory back to back. And uh, only New Zealand has done that before. Only Richie McCall, the New Zealand captain, has lifted the William Webb Ellis Trophy twice before. Sia Kulisi, of course, is the second captain to ever do that. And many of the people that I've been speaking to today say they are here to see Sia Kulisi. And uh, I'm watching now at the moment, uh, the, the crowds are rushing towards the exits because uh, I think that they're hoping to see some of those players who are coming out of that press conference. And hopefully we'll be able to see them as well 
because we'd like to get a, a second shot at, at seeing many of those players. Uh, I saw uh, some of them had sunglasses on earlier. I think it's been a, a rough uh, 48 hours for them or so. Um, I think that they maybe didn't have too much sleep on, on the plane. Um, and, yep, it looks like the, the players are, are making their way out of here now. So uh, we'll bring you all of that in the second half of the Midday Report. They walked the talk and brought it back home, where it belongs. Pollard from long range. Flags are up. Halala, maboko boko. Halala. We celebrate you. Very good afternoon, Mendy. Mendy, I just want to say halala. Halala. Mandy, 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 <laughs> though I'm not at the airport, uh, but listen to this. Asambe Lulu, Siola, Siola Lepete, Asambe Lulu, Siola. I can feel the mood. I can feel the mood. Thank you, Mandy. This is put from Zero Begum. Oh, it's so beautiful to hear everybody singing and the voice notes coming through, joining us in celebration. And actually, Sia Kulisi earlier was speaking about the power of singing and uh, how he has brought that to the team and how other people have been singing with him. You see him everywhere he goes, uh, he is singing. When he is walking onto the field, he, he is singing. Uh, and that has become such a mark of the man uh, as, as a leader. And I can tell you that Sia Kulisi has just posted the most beautiful video on Instagram and it captures the moment of what going on here incredibly well and it shows him with the South African flag draped around his shoulders and his World Cup winner's medal around his neck and his face just looks overwhelmed with emotion as he runs around earlier uh, as he walked out uh, with the trophy and he, he was in the crowd and he was high-fiving people, he was giving Cheser and Colby a, a hug and you could see he was so overwhelmed by the moment. Uh, at, at the moment I'm at the uh, International Arrivals terminal. Uh, Oa Tambo has got a South African flag draped over his raised arm in the middle of the terminal here. People are taking photographs with uh, that statue. It's starting to empty out a little bit because the players have left now. Uh, I am joined by Mia who I have to tell you also has a flag draped around her shoulders. A lot like Sia Kulisi did earlier. You've got the South African flag painted on your on your cheeks. You've got glitter on your eyelids as well. Tell us about how you felt earlier seeing the Springbok team. Well, I felt very great. I'm so glad we win and we are on the green side and in the last four and the last years we won and I'm so glad we did it this year as and, well. And, and Mia, why did you decide to come to the, the airport today and, and, and tell me, are you missing school today? Yes, I am and because I wanted to wish them luck for the next year of the World Cup and I think we're going to win again. Yeah, I think we're going to win again. I, I heard uh, Coach uh, Jacques saying earlier that he thinks Marnie Lubbock and some of the other guys are the future. So we could win three in a row either, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Who were you excited to see earlier? Um, I was excited to see Faf and Siakulisi. Faf and Sia. Well, I hope that you go and tell all your friends about what you saw today. And, and I'll see you back here in four years' time, OK? OK. We'll welcome them back again when they win in four years' time. Three, yeah. three in a row. What do you reckon? I reckon two. Thank you. So thank you so much for coming to chat to us, Mia. And 
let me ask you, yes. why, why did you decide to bring her along today? Because it's a once in a lifetime. You know, that is why well, they... Twi- twice in a twice lifetime. Twice in a lifetime, now. yes. Because we're working out she will be in grade six when the next World Cup is coming on. So, and we said, one point, once again, one winner, one nation. Why not enjoy the day? That's so beautiful. Thank yeah. you. And thank you for bringing her along today. It's, de- it's definitely the right choice. And I'm just saying that because I did the same thing today. So uh, I, have to, I have to justify it. So thank you so much for, for coming to chat to us. Thank you. So that's Mia who uh, came through today to, to uh, welcome back the box. Uh, Deline and Mia. Uh, Malika Manana, 21-year-old. Yes. You've come out today as well I to have. come and welcome the box. I love the box. My whole full heart. I told myself that. When we win, I'm gonna get a tattoo on my what? on my right arm. I'm about to make the appointment right now. Are you serious? I'm serious. Okay, t- tell me more about this. How did okay. you how did you make that decision? I've always loved him. I have, and I knew we were gonna win. I think this is just a cement, like to cement my love for them. So were you sitting there watching the final, and, and you said to yourself, myself, if the box win this, I'm gonna get a tattoo. I probably said it before the final, as soon as the World Cup started. I said, when we win the World Cup, I'm gonna get the tattoo. And what is the tattoo going to be of exactly? The trophy and all the years that we've won. Amazing. Yeah. And no, you're not going to put Sia's face on your arm? No. Uh, what if the guy who's doing the tattoo can't draw faces nicely? There's some pretty talented people out there. I guess so. Because it's not just about one guy, right? Mm, it's not. It's about the whole team. So if we win again and again and again, do you have enough space in your arm to put all those No, years? this one is the most special one for me because it's like back to back the fourth time. So if we win again and again, I'll just get like the t-shirts. Instead of a tattoo, you'll get the t-shirts. Yeah, I'll just get the (laughs) t-shirts. Did you grow up uh, watching rugby? I have. uh, My family loves rugby. We grew up watching rugby. When we lost in 2015, I was very sad. I still remember the pain. So yeah, I've always loved rugby. And where are you from? I'm from Sandton. You're from Sandton? Yeah. Okay. We took the train. We took the train to get you with the car train. How was it coming in? Amazing. Well, I think you're going to have uh, a really full train going back to, back to Sandton now. It's going to be lovely. So thank you so much for thank coming for to, to me, chat guys. to us. <laughs> Can you believe she's going to go and get a tattoo now? I don't know. I mean. You know, lots of football players, uh, football fans get their clubs tattoos. Uh, if you're going to get a tattoo to celebrate the Springbok uh, uh, victory, what would you get? Would you get Sia Khaleesi's face? Maybe you'll get Faf's underpants. Maybe you'll just get the, the trophy with the, the date on it. Um, so, so let's uh, speak now to... Um, hmm, uh, you're going to have to help me with your pronunciation here. Germery. Germery de Villiers. Yes, that's it. And you are also uh, wrapped in a Springbok flag. You have an amazing skirt on with the South African flag all over it. You've got a sequin gold hat uh, with the flag as well. My kids helped me make it. Your kids helped you make it? Did you bring your kids with today? I couldn't. There's three of them and they live in Italy. I came all the way from Italy and I'm representing them and all their rugby club friends. So are you Italian or are you South African? I'm South African. My husband's Italian. We live there. And so I came back proudly South African because how can you miss it? So so Italy didn't exactly have the greatest World Cup. So at least that was uh, something for you to to, to celebrate over there. Absolutely. My blood is green and gold, right? Nothing else, no blue blood, but of course we support good rugby and they did play well. So just explain this to me, did you say you came back from Italy just to celebrate? Yes ma'am. No man. I picked a flight when I heard they're going to be flying in today and I made sure that I was airside to get a couple of hugs and photos. Our boys deserve it. Wait, I welcome wait, them wait, that Wait side. a second, did you come through I left the line last semi- night. And I waited for them. Airside came out with them now singing and cheering because our boys deserve it. I'm going back tomorrow night. 
What? This is the wildest story. You flew back from Italy just yes. to celebrate. Tell me what the I used all my savings. <laughs> tell me what the atmosphere was like on the other side electric, of the Electric, absolutely electric, and especially seeing these guys coming through, real people on real flights. Um, it was amazing. The boys are tired, but they they have a reason to be. I saw a couple of them had sunglasses on. And many of them had bruises, but they all had smiles. None of them turned their backs to anyone. They all smiled. They had their photos taken with the airport personnel. They were legendary, even though we could see they were tired. And of course they were, right? They've had seven weeks of grueling matches. So the lady before you that I spoke to is going to get a tattoo to celebrate the World Cup victory. You flew back from Italy for two days Some just to celebrate. Some of us do crazy things. Yes, yes, we do. For the Boca, for our country, for unity and our diversity. That's what we do it for. And Amazing. See how good at that. And Amazing. we all deserve all the glory. Thank you so much for, for coming to chat to us. And what an incredible story. Sure, people do crazy, crazy things. They walked the talk and brought it back home. Where it belongs. Pollard from long range. Flags are up. Halala, maboko boko. Halala. We celebrate you. 12.45 on the Midday Report. Uh, you're listening to a special live broadcast from Oatambo International Airport. Things are starting to calm down now. Uh, there's still a bunch of people who are climbing all over Oatambo. Well, his statue, of course. Uh, and people are starting to leave, making their way towards the, the car train. It is emptying out a bit here. But you can still feel the, the atmosphere. Lots of the, uh, the kids starting to leave. So I, I admitted I did bring uh, my son today. I pulled him out of school. Sam, uh, was it a good decision? Yeah. What did your teacher say when uh, you told her? Well, my friend's teacher was very angry. <laughs> and, and your teacher, not so much? Yeah. And, and, and how do you feel watching this today? It's cool. Like, I like watching it because, like, it's my nation and we've won four World Cups and just nice watching it. Uh, and, of course, uh, you, you watched the final with me. How stressed was I? You weren't that stressed. But you were pretty stressed, huh? Yeah. And who did you see today uh, of all the players? Which one stood out for you? Um, like, I saw Kitsov, I saw Pollard, but I didn't see anyone, anyone else really. Uh, and I, I saw Faf, I saw Kubis Reynach. Um, and I have to tell you that Sam knows all of the players because he's, he's, he's been uh, watching every single game of this World Cup. Um, and, and you've met a lot of these guys, huh? Yeah. And, and which one's your favourite? Well, I want to meet Pollard, so... Okay, well, we'll, we'll have, to, have to find a way because, uh, of course, uh, we know that, that, that Pollard did kick 14 out of 14 kicks in, uh, in the World Cup. So uh, a lot of kids here today, I know some of them bunked school, maybe, uh, maybe they'll get into some trouble. Uh, Jake, are you going to get into trouble? Probably. That's okay, right? You don't mind? No, I don't mind. How did you feel watching the, the, the box coming out? Proud. You felt proud? Yes. Amazing. And who did you see that you thought was incredible? Fuff. And Cheslin Colby. Ah, who was taller? Cheslin 
Colby. <laughs> Jason Colby. Well, thanks, boys, both of you in your Springbok shirts. It really is a, a once-in-a-lifetime, hopefully more than once-in-a-lifetime for, for both of these guys who are nine years old. It's twice in a lifetime. And can you believe it to be nine years old and to have already celebrated two Rugby World Cups? Uh, I think it's phenomenal, the fact that that's, uh, we've done so well. Maybe there will be a third one as well. Let me know what, uh, what you've been thinking. If you've been watching, send us a WhatsApp voice note. You can join in the celebrations. We did bring you some of that press conference earlier uh, where we heard Sia Colisi speaking. Uh, we heard Jacques Nienaba explaining his decision to pick Andre Pollard uh, over Marty Lubbock and also the centre pairing as well, how difficult that was. But he spoke pretty profoundly, I thought, about how Marty Lubbock is the future of rugby, how someone like Kanan Moody also uh, is, is the future. Tola Kele yes. has, uh, has just walked up here. You were in that press conference. And let me tell you, tickets to this press conference, I could not get one. Yep. I could not get a ticket to this press conference. And Tola Kele got in there. First of all, Mandy, it's about who you know, <laughs> just to start it off. But it was really, there were even journalists that were outside, still struggling to get in. Because security was very, very strict about who they weren't and were allowing into it. it. Even before the team had landed or the doors had opened, they wanted to make sure that you were in the media center. Because they know that once those doors open and once fans are just moving around, it's going to be hard for them to control what happens in there. So once you were sorted by the media center, you couldn't move for 15, 20 minutes. They even said to you, because we called it the cage. There was the cage where you could stand and see the doors as they open or you could be in the media center. And they said to you, if you're in the cage, you're in the cage throughout or you're at the media center. So I had to pick being in the media center. I couldn't tweet. I couldn't see a lot of the arrival. But once the team in Captain Sia Polisi, in Eben Etzebeth, in Coach Jacques Ninaba, once they had arrived, at least we got to speak to them and hear from them following that World Cup win. Describe that atmosphere in the press conference when they walked in and, and how their faces looked because Sia has um, posted a, a video on Instagram uh, of himself mm. and he looks overwhelmed with emotion. There's, You look at them and you realise that these are just guys that happen to play rugby for the national team. It's to watch Sia and Eben Itzabeth interact is the most wonderful thing because you realize that they're just friends that happen to play for this national team. You see them looking at their gold medals where they're constantly flipping it around. We're asking them questions even when it comes to someone like Cheslin Colby where we're discussing everything that happened in that final where he's just going, oh no guys, I'm just trying to, just trying to represent this country. I'm just trying to do the best that I can. They really have enjoyed this moment. It's overwhelming for them to realize the fact that they're back-to-back world champions. And that was something that each time people asked a question, they had to remind them that you guys are the double defending champions. It doesn't happen often. But for them to sit there, I think Jacques Ninaba was the dad. And he was just watching his kids kind of be overwhelmed by this moment. Because for them to win on Saturday was one thing. But for them to come home to this reception, the reality finally sunk in that, hey, we're home and people everywhere want to see us. So we didn't get to hear the entire press conference. Mm -hmm. Um, I I heard a little bit of it. But give us some of the the highlights of what Sia said, what Jacques Ninava said, anything that stood out for you. Of course, we know that this World Cup final, a lot of the talk was about who are the retiring people or which people are going to walk away from the big stage. We know that Coach Jacques Ninaba is heading to Ireland. So with Sia Colisi, there was the question that was asked to him. He won the World Cup twice and each time as captain. And we know that he's he's going to France to play his club rugby. Does that mean that his days in the Springbok jersey are numbered? Then he said no. He still wants to represent this team. 
when it comes to whether or not he'll still be captain, he says that it will be up to the next coach that comes in because he can't decide that he wants to be captain. It has to be the coach's decision. When it came to Evan, he didn't say much. He didn't. T- he did tell us a little bit about his Achir Sneiman inspired haircut. Apparently, his wife likes it. I'm not know. sure about the rest of it. I don't know. At 5 o'clock in the morning, sheer on the sides there. I'm not so sure it about it. It does not look good, but apparently the wife likes it, so we let him enjoy that. Cheston Kobe, not a man of many words. I'm not going to lie to you. He still needed to drink a lot more water. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. So we're letting him drink water for up to that. But for Jacques Nina, but I think the most emotional I saw him throughout that press conference is when he was asked the question about leaving out Mani Labak. Because he spoke about the fact that... We, we played that on air, actually, at just the right time. And I thought it was so profound, what cause, he said. Because he said, it's a squad of 33. And then to tell 10 of those 33 that on the biggest stage of all, you can't play. But what I like about the 10 that missed out, they still stood up and represented the national team. They played the additional roles, which is something we had discussed on Clement Show, where it's a whole squad. It's not just about the 23 that are there on that day. The whole squad represents the Springboks and South Africa. We have been talking also about succession and the possibility that we could be back here in four years' time. Maybe it's a conversation that is premature, uh, considering that no one has ever won a World Cup mm. three times in a row. But there is very much a succession plan here. When you look at at, um, uh, at Moody, you look at, uh, at um, uh, uh, Marty Libok yep. as well. There's a lot of players that are coming through. So we do have a bright future. But of course, Jacques Nienaber is leaving. So uh, the next coach sticks. What do you reckon? There is a lot of talk about Mzwandile Stick being the next coach, but also it would fall into line up with what's, what everything that's happened ever since Rasi Erasmus and Jacques Nienaber became involved within the South African rugby unit from 2013. We've always known them. Rassi comes in, Jacques comes in, Mzwandile possibly coming in. But coach, assistant coach Dion Davids did speak on Sunday about how, as a management, because they don't have a lot of games coming up between now and the rest of the year, they're only in action again in the incoming tour next year. It does really give them time. I think the one thing they want to do is celebrate this moment and not rush to make decisions because you also need to give Jacques Ninaba the time to be on stage the time to have the, the celebrations and the plaudits pour in for him. You don't want today we're talking about Jacques Nina, but then tomorrow we're having a whole dis- conversation about who the new coach is. They are giving him time to re- to be receiving everything that he needs to and for him to get his flowers. Tolakere, thank you so much. Uh, you had one of the, the hottest seats in the country today. She was inside that press conference. Uh, either you were in or you were out, so she didn't get to see them coming in at the arrivals terminal, but she got to sit in on that uh, press conference and listen to Sia Konisi and Jacques Nienaba. They walked the talk and brought it back home, where it belongs. Pollard from long range. Flags are up. Halala, maboko boko. Halala. We celebrate you. Good day, good day. Yo, what an exciting moment. Yo, I wish I was there. I wish I was there. Oh, the pocket pocket. Oh, graf, 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 graf. Yo, I wish I was there. Cobra, Cobra. Yo, see police. I wish I was there with you. What an electrifying uh, atmosphere. Yo, it was lovely. Go, Mapore, go, 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 Mapore, Pore. You made South Africa proud. From all the negativity to this, ah, that's great. At least we are happy for once. Thank you, thank you. I'm looking forward to the tour on Thursday. Bye. 
Oh, what a beautiful voice note. Thank you so much for, for sending that. And I hope you felt like you were here with us today. That's the, that was our intention. Uh, we tried our very best to, to bring the spirit of the atmosphere here to you wherever you've been listening from. And, and it truly is a privilege to be able to, to do that, to be able to, to sit here from a vantage point and, and feel the atmosphere and, and, and see the way that South Africans celebrate. And, and as that voice note pointed out, we are a country beset by problems. There, there is so much negativity. If you listened to the president last night and he outlined all of the issues that we have around crime and corruption and load shedding and uh, our, our huge debt problem that we have, there is a lot to be negative about. And it's just incredible to be here today and watch the very best of South Africans and what the Springboks have been able to achieve in, in unifying the country and in, in really celebrating uh, what we are as, as a country. Clement, uh, Clement Maniatella wrapping up the show with me here. It really is a privilege, but it goes to show what is possible in South Africa. Uh, I hope you can hear because my voice is gone. <laughs> I screamed so much earlier um, in the morning. But yeah, um, this was beautiful to witness, Mandy. Um, it was beautiful to see the possibility about this country. I think many of us always in spite of our challenges, in spite of the tensions that often exist, we always want to be in a moment where we feel that unity. And I think today um, was just that moment where across the racial line, across the political divide, across the ages, people are just hugging each other, waving the flag. That was a patriotic moment. That was a feel-good moment that is so much needed in this country. And to be part of it and to help our listeners be part of it who are not able to be here, was just beautiful. And the patriotism is really palpable. I mean, you could really feel uh, South Africans celebrating mm. the, the country, waving the flag uh, with with our very unique uh, culture and, and the texture and the fabric of this country. It, it really, you really saw the very best of South Africa here today. But of course, we have to be realistic. Our job uh, is to be realistic as well. And I've said that we can't rely on sport alone for social cohesion. Absolutely. But this is a, a great example for our political leaders to follow. Yeah. And of course, the Springboks win is not going to solve unemployment. It's not going to solve, uh, you know, the racial tensions in the country, unfortunately. And there's a lot more work that needs to be done. What you're hearing there in the background, I think, People are, what, are they revving their cars, possibly I, I think it, it in might celebration, be, uh, or is it something else? I think it might be a band as well playing out uh, outside. Really? There's a lot that, going out outside. I think outside. that's a band. I don't know what I would fire is. them. <laughs> uh, I, I've heard a cacophony of sound today. So How I'm, diverse was the music, though? Amazing. How beautiful was and, that? And that's the point we made earlier. From yeah. Sister Bettina to Captain uh, to Jerusalem, we heard everything. And that is very reflective of, yeah. of the audience that was was here today. And don't forget, of course, Clement Maliatella, you and I, uh, hopefully will be covering more of this later this week. There is a trophy tour taking place as well. It starts on Thursday. It's going to be starting in Pretoria, then Soweto, uh, Johannesburg, and then Soweto. Uh, they'll be coming to Cape Town um, as well. They will be coming to Durban. And then finally, they'll... Um, the final leg will be in the Eastern Cape in East London. Don't worry if you live in a province where they are not going to get to because they are trying to see if that would be possible and the dates will be announced um, at a later stage. And so yeah, that's what Sia Kolis was also saying, that many of them also have to travel 
I mean, back to they the countries to where their, they play, so they don't have all well. the time in the world. To so you still have a chance to celebrate. If you weren't able to make it to the airport today, you can go out and you can join that trophy tour on Thursday, Friday, uh, and celebrate the, the box. But from Clement Magnatella and myself, Mandy Wiener, at the Oatambo International Airport, at the arrivals terminal here where people are still celebrating, people are still waving flags, you are still feeling the jubilation of a World Cup victory. It's been such a privilege to bring you this uh, this mood, this atmosphere, and hopefully you have enjoyed spending it with us as well.